Our leader will now share for 20 to 25 minutes describing what it was like, what happened, and what it is like now. Our leader for tonight is Gail. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Gail, compulsive overeater. Hi, Gail. Gail. I originally came to OA in 1999, got absent right away, and lost my abstinence in 2004, I think, maybe. I was in relapse for eight or nine years. I can't, I can't really remember when I lost it. But I got it back June 12, 2013. And man, am I grateful that I got it back. Because um, being in the food, and being in my mind and not enjoying either, it's just, it just was a lousy place to be. It was just a lousy place to be. Um, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy the food in the moment when I was eating it, but the whole journey of being in relapse it was just really difficult. It was really difficult. It was like knowing that you had a treasured gift and you would let it slip through your fingers. And all you can think about is that treasured gift that you had. And because I'm not only a compulsive overeater, I'm com compulsive in so many ways, I can just think about that treasured gift and wonder what was I thinking and why did I let that happen? And God, what a fool. And then the negative self-talk becomes a trip down into hell. So when I came back in 2012, I didn't have a last hurrah. I didn't have a last candy bar or a last bag of chips or a last this or a last that. I was just so grateful that the crazy train had stopped and um, <coughs> what it was like was there's something that happens to me when I lose my abstinence and I'm not aware that it's happening but it's like a veil slips over me and I'm in the shroud and I don't quite know what's happening and I don't know, quite know how to get out of it. I just know I'm not who I was. And it starts with, oh my God, my cheeks are getting bigger. And, and it's all of the ways that I go into denial about what's happening, still trying to find clothes that used to fit but that don't fit because I'm gaining weight at a rapid weight. And those beautiful little 14s are going, <laughs> and I'm still trying to squeeze into them. And the madness is coming on. And back in the 80s, there was this tall, white-haired chick who wore hair real short, and she would say, stop the insanity. But that's exactly what's happening to me when I'm in relapse, is that I want to stop the insanity, but I've taken that first compulsive bite, and I don't know how to stop it, and I don't know how to get off the crazy train, and, 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 and it just starts to get like this. And then the self-hate comes on, 
and then the negative self-talk comes on. And then pretty soon, I am down the rabbit hole of my disease, wondering what the fuck happened. And not knowing, never knowing. And making deals, and pretending. And saying, well, you know, if I could just, and then all that stuff comes. And it's like a tidal wave of self-abuse. And there's nothing I can do about it. Because I'm a compulsive overeater. And I have just found my way back to hell. And I tried. And I had a sponsor. I tried a 90-90. I tried to follow my food plan for four years with a nutritionist at Kaiser. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So there really is a solution in these rooms, if you're willing. And I don't know why. I, I, wish I, I wish I could bottle it and say, well, this is what it is. I don't know why. I don't know what happens. Uh, from, from June 11th to June 12th, I don't know what happened. I, I wish I could say this is what it was, but I have no idea. And when I'm in that, when I'm in the place of the food, it starts to get dark. It's like winter. I don't particularly like winter. And when I'm in the food, it's like winter. And it's dark, and it's darker, and it's darker, and it's darker. And I, I recede, I recede, I recede. And I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am. And um, it's really difficult, you know, really difficult. So when I crossed the threshold, that's what it was like. And when I crossed the threshold of the last how meeting in San Francisco, June 12, 2013. A lot of you know my 18-year-old friend 12-step me. And he didn't know he was doing it. He's 18. But we're celebrating his birthday at Pacific Catch. And he tells me about his guitar teacher. And this guy's a kick-ass musician. And he says, well, my guitar teacher has two aces tattooed to his bicep. And I asked him what they meant. And he said he was an alcoholic and an addict. And it was like, God was with that young man because I heard it. And it was a sun it was a Sunday. And by Wednesday I was in the last how meeting. Now how has a food plan? And I'm not telling anybody what to do. I am a sugar junkie. My favorite foods all have flour and sugar. And Howe's food plan is three weight measured meals, nothing in between, no flour, no sugar, no carbs. I have the willingness. Somebody's got a great jazz phone going. I had the willingness, and I didn't, I didn't understand that I had the willingness. I, I don't know what... I don't know what combination got me to the meeting, got me to cross the threshold, but I know once I did, I was just, it was like, 
was like the lights went on, you know? So I, I forgot to qualify. My top weight's 275. Today I weigh 156. Um, when I came in the rooms, I was 250. And um, I released about, well, 100, I can't do the math. I can't do the math, about 120 pounds. And um, the real joy for me is not just that I can go and shop at any place, you know, it's fun. But the real joy for me is I don't have the hamster wheel. I don't have it telling me I'm a piece of shit, if you can only get your shit together. I don't have the hamster wheel. I have the steps. And um, I can see myself in each of those steps. I have a food plan. I have a community. I have peace of mind. Um, and it's all because of the steps. I, I just completed my 12th step. Well, I don't think I'm ever going to complete it. But in doing the how questions, and a lot of you have heard this because I, I, I spoke at the Sunday meeting, I spoke at the, another meeting, so a lot of you have heard this, but I was reading the, the worst of the worst of the stories in, in the AA Big Book. Um, and I had to read from page 449 to 551. And a lot of the stories are about people, you know, you just didn't even know they could make it because they had, they'd hit bottom. And I'm reading this, and I, I say out loud, oh, my God, that one woman had been drinking since she was 14. She'd been drinking for 40 years. I'm so glad she made it, but what was she thinking? And in the moment that I said that, I realized I was 62 when I came back. What was I thinking? You know, it takes what it takes. And again and again and again and again, I hear the slogans and I think how they pertain to me and my disease. It takes what it takes. There is no magic time to get abstinent. There's no magic time to put down the fork and stop digging your grave with the fork. There's no magic time. It's between you and your higher power. And we talk about powerlessness. And I know that without my higher power, without all the tools that we use in program, I don't, I don't know if I would be back, you know, I don't know. I just know that for today, for today, I am so grateful to not be in the food, to not be in the food. So, that's it for me. <laughs>